0: Hey, everyone, and welcome to Signals from the Frontline, your every Wednesday live broadcast brought to you by Frontline Gaming. We are your hosts, back together again, Kicker, the Chief of Serial and Sigilite of the FLG, and I'm Seth the Mad Dog, your competitive correspondent. And in the disembodied voice background is lovely producer Nikki D. Cannon how has everyone
1: been doing <laughs> missed you guys i mean it, it's been it's been a little while uh you know hey if you're listening to our podcast please consider watching us live every wednesday night 9 p.m eastern standard time you get to see the cool visual elements you get to be part of chat it, it, you know we're a nice family here so yeah mm-hmm. consider watching us live hi chat we see you yes i am back i am back and if i'm if i'm sounding a little bit of out of Breathness. I don't know if that is that the word. I can't really speak right this second. It's because I literally just ate a bottle of, um, of of pickled spicy Brussels sprouts. Guess where I got them from, Seth? I got them from Bucky's. Right there. You know. You, you know. You love it. Bucky's has everything, including spicy pickled Brussels sprouts. And uh, yeah, Why? my tongue is on fire. <laughs> sorry
0: Um, who wants to eat spicy pickled brussels sprouts like i've had roasted brussels sprouts but not like
1: (laughs) i've never been like you know what will make this
0: better making it acidic and spicy
1: well you know you know so guys for those of you not in the the southern part of the united states we have this wonderful gas station chain called bucky's and it is it is an experience they have literally everything there including uh these particular brussels sprouts and you know what my wife is pregnant and whatever she wants we buy and fair enough fair enough Let's just I, go ahead. I take
0: back my critique now.
1: So I, I was on my uh, I believe the politically correct term is the baby moon. We have a baby on the way mm-hmm. yep. and my wife and I kind of escape. We are back, and as soon as I got back home, as soon as I got up from the airport, I immediately had to start hobbying. Can we bring down my hobby progress? Because I, yes, look at that. Look that at is that. tons of troops. I am going troop heavy in this edition. I just really like my, my guard. And these are all my my basic uh Astro Militarum, but you'll notice their heads are different. I didn't use the standard shock trooper helmet. I used the little oh. cadet cap and the upgrade. So I can show oh, cool. you know shock troopers versus yeah. standard infantry. So I'm excited to run these guys in this new edition. Seth, what have you been up to? Come on, you've been you've been playing, man.
0: I, I've been playing. Uh I've been playing and I've been painting. Uh so right. I managed to get a few models done. If we pop mine up, uh, I believe first up is uh, my beast boss on foot yeah and then uh i some of you guys may have seen this over uh at aco i don't know if i've shown it off on the channel yet but i actually had my set the mad doc commissioned as an stl so i could 3d print that Beautiful. um and then i had Ooh. this this big boy Mazrog Scragbad finished him up because he is so much fun wait um, do you so- not
1: have one in the previous edition i had
0: had three beast bosses but not the special character beast boss uh okay so so i I finished i had
1: him i just had to finish painting him and is it because those rules got a little good just a little good he's he's a lot of fun (laughs) (laughs) yeah i saw that they're really spicy now yeah
0: so (laughs) uh, spicy uh, like i've been, been having a lot of fun with him so uh yeah that's been me uh nikki d what have you been doing
2: there there we go lots of buttons to go. push hey guys Amen. hey uh we're, we're back in full voltron form here with everybody on the show i'm excited for that um i did a little hobby Why reorganization
1: no, it was yeah, i'm in the middle here
2: i'm like the kid i'm like the kid in the middle of the car with the backseat mom stop he's he's touching me right that's what we're going for <laughs> uh no i i i mostly did some i i built a, a bookshelf or two uh Guys, let me know if you also have this problem with your partners. My wife said I had too many Warhammer books. Anybody been there in that position before? Yeah, just me. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, so my wife has we had to more
2: books than I do. <laughs> I mean, my wife. My wife does have a lot of books too, but just not Warhammer. So we together cumulatively a lot of books. So did some reorganization to make things all set there. So if things are looking good, I did build the changeling because I figured out that I'm gonna need to have him, him in my list. Uh, we'll talk about that later in our main segment about 10th edition, um, and but that's that's pretty much it. Played some more hammer. We're going to talk about that later as well. Mm-hmm. but uh, no, it's been it's been a good couple of days. It's been a good week since we were uh, last year on the show. Yeah. okay, yeah.
1: side tangent. really important, guys. Do you think we need more physical models, more actual characters from the book in model format? like I think it'd be kind of cool if you had you know, you know you're reading all these black library books. Do we want more of those guys? Do we want more miniatures? Yes, no, what do you think? I do personally. I need more Seth the Mad Dog miniatures. That's what I need. Seth the Mad Dog miniatures. <laughs> Seth, we got to get a black library. About. Nikki D, don't you want some cool chaos You know, guys that are right out of the literature?
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, more models is better, right? No. Yeah. Not no for one's my, ever going to say
1: no to more models.
2: My, my <laughs> wallet or my credit card might try to say no, but me personally, my thought process is saying, let's go. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, should we, should we jump into the industry news? There's not too yeah. much this week, but we do have some GW pre-orders. Specifically, the 40K 10th edition rulebook is out. Finally, mm-hmm. you can buy just the book you don't need the whole box set you're also getting these fun starter sets or the introductory sets some yeah. of them got more models some of them have less models some of them have a lot of models and terrain it's just, it just gives you those three different kind of price points to, to see how you want to get start into it. yeah, yeah. yeah. Get, start your hobby they also have a pretty cool setup with the the ones with the paint and some clippers in there and a paintbrush so it's like yeah. really if you just want to get your first you know just dip your toe into the or, hobby or you know get it. your kid into it you know, or get or, your, your kid, kid into, kid into, into it. it yes 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 and of course there's always got to be a few little minis. We got to release. We're getting the uh, you know single minis. You're getting the Librarian in Terminator armor as a standalone model, as well as I'm just gonna call them bar- bar- Barbie gall Barbie girls, Barbie, Barbie, Barbie. Sorry, I can't read the notes. Barbie gaunts, Barbie gaunts, Barbie gaunts. I have Gons. no idea what the hell these things. Are. What are these, Seth? What are the Barbie Gons?
0: They're one of the new Barb gaunts. Uh, it's like one of the new units out of Leviathan. Okay. They're little. They're they're like a step between. The regular gaunt with a gun and like a hive town with a gun, they're like scale-wise, they're they're in between okay. those.
1: Cool, cool, cool. So both those and the terminator, the librarian terminator, are both in the Leviathan box, but now you can get them as individual sets, which is nice. Sweet. Uh, we gotta go into nerd news. This is this is critical. Now, yep. Nikki mm-hmm. D is normally our nerd news guru, but he's kind of giving me the opportunity to to bring up some stuff that I watched. <laughs> Nikki D, please jump in though and correct me Absolutely. when I make mistakes. And also feel free to throw in <laughs> stuff that I might miss. Really, uh, let, let's just start off with a really important one here. Witcher Season 3 was out. It's been out. I watched mm-hmm. the entire season while on the plane and, 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 and whatnot. Witcher Season 3, quick hot take. Yeah, not so good. What what, what do you think, man? What do you, what do you think,
2: man? EGD. So I have not watched it yet. My, <laughs> it, We've been watching a lot of movies recently. Haven't been in the mood to sit down and watch a TV show, but you're not the first or only person to say that, Kicker. So okay. I'm going to get to it eventually, but I, the, the reviews haven't given me a reason to go check it out, but I will point out, right. Yeah. Seth, you talked about this last week with the flash people yeah. not really hyping it up and you had a great time with it. So, you know, opinions could be different. I'm, I'm going to watch it, but I'm just not, not feeling up for it.
1: Yeah. I had a hard time feeling invested in, in that series. Now, Seth, this was one that I, I don't know if you've seen this yet, but I, I, I really wanted to tell you the other day after I watched like Seth, go check this out guys. This is on Disney Plus, so take it or however you want to take it. But we do know anything that Disney makes has got super high production value. Flaming Hot. This is the story about Flaming Hot Cheerios. It is amazingly entertaining. Flaming Hot Cheerios? Sorry, Cheerios. (laughs) Flaming Hot Cheerios. Cheetos. 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 Cheetos Cheetos kicker. Seth, anything can be cereal if you put it in a bowl with milk. So, Flaming Hot Cheetos. No. (laughs) Okay. But, Seth, come on. You've had Flaming Hot Cheetos, right? You've had them. You know You love
0: them. Chat. Let's define if flaming hot Cheetos with milk is cereal. <laughs> I can't, I can't breeze past that kicker. Just
1: let the chat, just let the chat take it away. So most of you have all experienced this, this wonderful food delicacy, the Flaming Hot Cheetos. The story behind its creation is pretty, pretty exciting. So go check this out on Disney Plus. It's something you can watch with your significant other. It's, it's funny. It's, it's chill. Highly recommended it. Uh, Oh, 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 oh. And then finally, this, 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 this is the big one. What what is chat saying? Is chat just just disagreeing regarding the cereals situation there uh yelling now <laughs> they, they they are <laughs> they are not supportive
0: of, of, yeah. of Cheetos and milk <laughs> they are
2: not
1: they're not. I, mean, I, I don't think dairy. I've seen
2: them this excited oh, before.
1: Right. Cheetos, Cheetos, guys. I mean, they're coated in a dairy. It only makes sense to dunk them in some more dairy. Okay, let's move on. That cheese is probably not real anyway.
0: Um, definitely not real. Okay, move on, please. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I just right, ate right, dinner right. right before I got up here. I don't need my stomach to be
1: off. Oh. Uh, okay, okay. So, so, so Nikki D is kind of like my BFF when it comes to like a lot of the brand new shit that's coming out that we got to talk about, the new movies and stuff. Guys. Have you seen the trailer for the new Napoleon movie? Please no. tell me. Oh my gosh. It is. On my
2: cool. watch list. It on my watch list. list.
1: So damn good. It is. It's done by the guy that did Gladiator. I, I think. I mean, come on. Uh, somebody in chat, tell me. I, 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 the name is like on. I, I know this guy. Um, anyway, famous background. It's got uh, Joaquin, Joaquin Phoenix. Phoenix. Is the lead. Yeah, I was like, yeah. that's oh all I know about it's it is Joaquin so Phoenix. So good. So good. St- after you're wa- done <laughs> watching us tonight, go and watch the trailer for this. You will not be disappointed. Now, Seth. I think we need to go into event news, or do we have any? You have any nerd news you want to share, Nikki D? Do you have any nerd news? Real
2: quick, I'm pointing yeah. out the Napoleon director. It's Ridley Scott, yes, like yes, one of the greats. Yes, yes. So mm-hmm. I am very upset with myself. I didn't know that part specifically, but I, I it's in my, it's in my watch later queue in, yeah. in, in uh, YouTube. So I will be reporting yeah. back later on my thoughts.
0: I mean, I mean, you all are seeing the wrong movie this summer. <laughs> the 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 film event of the summer is Barbenheimer. You have to see Barbenheimer. <laughs> Uh, I'm just I'm 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 honestly like I'm a huge Nolan fan so I was already on board for Oppenheimer, and the, I'm not gonna lie the trailers for Barbie at least got me intrigued about the movie I probably won't <laughs> see it in theaters but I will, I will see it on streaming but my wife has already decided she's going to see it in theaters so <laughs> oh, really? I'm, I'm on board I'm, if she yeah, comes back. If she comes back with good reviews, it's definitely – I'm going gonna, gonna to watch that. But I'm oh definitely seeing Oppenheimer in theaters. Uh,
1: Nikki D., uh, what's your wife think of the Barbie movie? What, what, what's, her, what's her thoughts? Does she got
2: anything uh, in it? A kicker? I'll be completely honest here and yeah. vulnerable. I am more excited uh, than than my wife than my partner to see the Barbie. Movie. It looks ridiculous. It looks crazy, right. and I'm um, in. Like, there are certain things where I like to have a good, high quality movie. There are certain things like if you if folks know the How Did This Get Made podcast, where movies that are just so ridiculous that you'd wonder why or how it got made. Uh, I enjoy a good ridiculous movie, and I feel like yeah. Barbie, at least what we're seeing from the trailers, is it, pointing towards a high like level Zoolander. ridiculousness
1: feels like Zoolander. Well, yeah. we'll chat. Tell that's us one my Barbie, if, if that's a movie that you're going to go watch. Uh, we'll have to get somebody's review of this. I mean, it, there
0: is one problem kicker. Yeah, shoot. The release of Barbie and Oppenheimer is when I'm going to be at LSO.
2: Oh, that's true.
1: <laughs> I see a movie night, man. So,
0: <laughs> I'm not opposed if there's a theater nearby, Saturday night,
1: Barbenheimer. I mean, sure. Let's people want to do it. Let's just do it. Let's just do it. I, I, uh, guys, tell us if you want to join Seth and I to go see a movie <laughs> after playing 40k all day. Um, yeah,
0: might, yeah, I might fall asleep in the theater. Actually, <laughs> wait, I'm gonna, I'm gonna all right, play. all right, all right. So we
1: are talking about Lone Star Open. You just finished. Yep. You, nice segue, by the way. There, right? Yeah. So see, look, I knew look, what I was look, doing. Well done. Um, the Lone Star Open is next weekend, guys. It has gotten way bigger than I expected. I spent my morning today just redoing the layout because I had to try and squeeze in more tables now uh we are a 40k bias you know podcast here we most mm-hmm. of us play 40k we all like 40k so i'm keeping the 40k uh, layout as you know and love where you at lso we have a lot of elbow room around each table some yeah. of the other game systems are going to be a little more more um you know squashed cozy in there, but cozy, yeah, cozy, cozy 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 but you, you know what though like 40k you, you know that's our that's the biggest event at this game i mean at this tournament so um okay so it is our military appreciation event. If you are military, when you're checking in, you're going to get a wristband from us. That's so that we can identify you, so that your opponent can identify you as being a military service member. If you're a military service member, you're going to get several perks throughout the week. And uh, Frontline Gaming's got a little gift for you guys. We, you know, we kind of encourage your opponent to hey, if you, he, you know, if you, if he sees that you're a military dude, he should be buying you a drink. We, <laughs> we, would, or at least shake your hand or something. But um, it'd be kind of cool if there we get some more branch versus branch challenge matches because on. Friday night is the is the uh, meet and greet where military mm-hmm. is allowed to you know challenge army guys can challenge navy guys and whatever. They'll be taking place Friday from uh, four to seven thirty p.m. and that's at the same time that the Vanguard Tactics Workshop is. Seth, are you taking that? Are you going to do yep. it?
0: Yep, I'm signed up for the workshop. I'm going to have me some some fun with uh, Mr. Stephen Box uh, and see if I can uh, maybe hone my skills a little bit right before the event.
1: Kicker. We've lost your audio. Uh, Yeah, maybe. Nope. We've lost Kicker's audio. All right.
0: Well, the uh, Friday night is is open to everyone, my understanding, to come hang out and meet and greet and play. Um, You don't have to be. All right. There you go. Can you hear him, Kicker? Can you guys hear me? I can hear you. Yep. We're, we're we have a number of of questions. Number okay, of questions. So, so, sorry, you lost uh, me there. By the way, is my it, power is cut it out. Is it U.S. military appreciation only?
1: So yes, that that is kind of the stipulation. Um, if you are, you know, from yeah. Czechoslovakia, we love you, but we're we're appreciating the U.S. Uh, military service members at this particular yeah. event. Um, you know, that active that is kind of active or veterans. So it's active or veteran. So currently serving or formerly serving, all uh, all All are welcome. Uh, Please do. You'll see – we're going to be putting out an email in the next – probably in the next few days uh, a, a posting that will have every sort of bit of information you need including how to contact your branch leader at lso mm-hmm. reach out to them if you want to represent say the four is somebody in the 40k if you want to represent your branch in the 40k champ competition uh please please reach out to them there is a a branch versus branch competition within the greater 40k champs event so so yeah um jumping right along we also want to talk about breakfast in the hall there's also lunch in the hall it's a good bang for your buck you don't have to yep. wait in line it's fast breakfast is right there it's breakfast burritos lunch is going to have a nice range of stuff it's faster and cheaper than going to the restaurant there i know seth you've done lso before right i've done it's actually my first time i'm doing it oh awesome. no way so so there's a really nice restaurant in the hotel but it's it's it takes a little bit of time and it's a little bit pricey so if you just want a quick breakfast burrito that's that's the best option all right and then i'll be in you burrito sponsors, dude, we got, we got, we got multiple sponsors this year. We've got Rexer's lasers, a local Texas brand and enemy spotted studios. Both of those guys are buying drinks for the military personnel. They just are like, you know what? We're buying a bunch of drinks. So thanks very cool on them. Yeah. Uh, Duncan Rhodes is also going to be having a paint and take station, uh, station there. Duncan himself will not be there, but you'll have an option to play with all the paints. Great chance to test
0: the paints out now that they're uh, out for wide distribution.
1: Yes, yes, and if you ask nicely, you could probably go home with all the the samples that we open up there. So, you know, of, of paint. You get to keep the model, but we'll probably give away that paint, too, at the end of the yeah. day. And finally, this is something I'm really stoked about. Can we bring up this, this cool photo here, because I just want to have this in the background. There we go. Check this oh, yeah. out, right? Like, like, just enjoy that, right? Mm-hmm. guys. Um the hobby goblins, you know them, you love them, amazing community members. They're 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 doing something really cool for LSO, which we're gonna try and roll out at the LVO. So LSO has always been kind of a test ground for LVO. It was mm-hmm. originally a small event. Now the LSO has gotten a very become very big, but it's a it's a cool testing ground. So what we're doing is uh, you know, adding this cool new I'm, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna read the, the verbiage here, right? So the hobgoblin, uh the hobgoblin, ammo run – uh <laughs> sorry, I can't read the gob. Ammo run at the Lone Star Open. The goblins have lost their cache. Find their all ammo throughout the venue, snap a picture, and, save, uh, and share it via share the it. social media link. Yeah, I can't read apparently. All participants who find four or more of these bolt shells are entered to win the Bolter kit made by Big Bear 3D. So you see these little bolt shells in the photo right there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those are going to be hidden throughout the Lone Star Open, and yep. all you got to do is take a picture of it, upload it via social media, and then get entered in to win a freaking bolt kit, like a full bolter kit, like it's mm-hmm. so cool. Yeah, and it's really you, super,
0: super nice. Like, they, we got a photo it, of one.
1: Nikki yeah. D, can we show the photo of the actual gun? Like it's so badass, dude. Look at that. Is that not yeah. gorgeous? Like they, they do shit.
0: some beautiful work. They made my chopper feel sad.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's it's pretty damn sweet. Uh, and also, so if you're the, the first to capture all 12, so there's 12 of these little bolt shells. If you're the first to capture mm-hmm. 12 of these, uh, you win the grand prize at the Lone Star Open, which is a Laz pistol kill, uh, kit. So like right then and there, you get to get home with a really, really sweet Laz pistol. And I know everyone talks about the rifles and the chain swords, but dude, seriously? I think the last pistol is the coolest one. It, it really is of my Of course, the guard
0: point. player says that. <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: my gosh. Come on, man. Um, there'll be additional prizes throughout the weekend as well. So make sure you stop by the Hobby Goblins uh, booth and, and, and talk to them and hopefully participate in this cool thing. Now, we have some questions? Looks like we got a few we questions. Do. We, have,
0: we have a question from Dorian in chat. Will LSO be using GW Tacoma rulings uh, on a number of things? Um, my suggestion would be go check the event ruling document. Uh, I know Adam Solis, our head judge, has been updating that through the day, I would say in general, it's probably a safe bet that if GW says this is how the rule
1: is, most people are going to follow that. But check that document. That's the official answer in there. Good call, Seth. Absolutely correct. Um, We are going to be monitoring very closely. We have a lot of boots on the ground in Tacoma this weekend Mm -hmm. watching what's going on there. So if we have to make some slight adjustments just to keep the tournament balanced, we're sure you'll understand we're doing it for the the enjoyment of everyone. looks like John Q's asking something else. Uh, Seth, you want to take this one? wants to know if we have a Duncan cardboard cutout. I don't
0: know about that, but I do think I could find a Dunkin' cardboard mask if we needed it. I mean,
1: I mean, I think that would be great if we just had. We might as well get a Henry Cavill one at the same time too, right? We've already had the Henry Cavill one. That no, was really that
0: was LVO. Oh geez.
1: Okay, let's let's, let's make that happen. Oh, uh, speaking of LVO, we are adding more events to the Las Vegas Open. We just added the first time ever a War Cry event, Woo-hoo. which we're really stoked about, and we've gotten the official uh, AMG Worlds qualifier status for all the AMG games there except for MCP, mm-hmm. but Star Wars Legion, Armada, X-Wing are basically the highest status tournament you can have within those game systems and 40k champs and the Age of Sigmar champs are totally sold out in record time this is um, insane uh, we're super stoked but like wow it is, it is it is it really sucks if you didn't buy a ticket uh, please sign up to be notified uh, via the web cart when we do add tickets because people are going to refund tickets people are going to return tickets mm-hmm. I am working with our warehouse at the Frontline Gaming headquarters to try and make more terrain uh, big shout out to Mikey G we got Nikki D we got Mikey G I, I got to. So Mike Gandolfo, our, 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 our road warrior, mm-hmm. he is he is trying to see if we can get some more terrain made because because I know the demand is out there. We, you know, since tickets have sold out, I've had about three hundred people sign up already to, to get notified to, to, to get tickets. So, yeah, so hopefully we can keep that. On that is through.
0: your your official means of getting tickets is going on and getting on the notify me list. And kicker, correct me if
1: I'm wrong, but it's first come first serve when those tickets exactly, have the Seth. You are hundred percent correct. It is first come first serve. We do not have a wait list. We do not give preferential treatment. The idea the idea is that when we release tickets, we'll put them in the web cart. At that exact time, everyone that's been signed up to be notified will get an email at the exact same time. So it's it's the only fair way we can make this work. So, yep. uh, hey, Seth, I think it's time to go to one of your favorite segments of our show. The Signal Short?
2: Yeah.
0: All right. All right. All right. Nick's here to, to
2: quiz
1: us. Oh, okay. Nick's got yeah. the question. To, okay, sweet.
2: Yeah, it's only the official questions and official things. And uh, guys, we're going to be doing this as it's a uh, it's a question for for everybody uh, for the show. So our signal short question. There we go. Made sure I got the screen. (laughs) Is the emperor is the emperor a dog or cat person? And uh, (laughs) Seth. I'll have you go first. Is the Emperor Easy. a dog or cat person?
0: He's a cat person because he doesn't really want to care for the cats. He just kinda of wants to throw food <laughs> out for them and give them a litter box. And he's like, You children can figure out the rest.
1: <laughs> okay, Seth, Seth beats me. I, I was gonna say clearly he's a dog person because he has the space wolves. There's no such thing as like the space cougars or anything like that. Like he's got he's already that, we know, with, of. that we know of, that we know of. All right, all right, all right. Uh Nikki D, sure. what do you think? Come on, give us your thoughts on on what the Emperor you've had time to I, think about this.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, I I think he's a cat person. He he just he just stays at home and just makes his (laughs) servants go and bring the food for him and just do all the things. Occasionally they'll praise him. Like, come on. Like, that is a cat. cat. That's exactly what a cat cat does.
1: Oh, my gosh. All right, chat. Tell us what you think. Is the emperor a dog or a cat person? We'll be checking your comments. Uh, All right. Seth, you want to introduce our main segment? Yeah. So our
0: main segment for tonight uh, is is our first experiences with tenth edition. Now that it's we've had time to get it on our under our belt, we've all been here. Uh, I know I went to an RTT. Nikki D went to an RTT. Kicker's got his first in person games. It's time to kind of give our thoughts on how the game's been going and what we're liking and what we're learning. So, uh, Kicker. I hear you had your first game this past
1: weekend. Yeah yeah. So I had my first game really playing tenth edition. It was with my buddy Brian, a local player here in New Orleans. And and you know, I mean, so when I approach a new edition or a new game or anything, I would like to try to make it as easy as possible. So I I think we've lost kicker's audio again. Well, now it's just us. <laughs>
2: Uh, all well, right, Seth. Yeah. Well, we're well, waiting for kicker. To- we're, yeah, we're we're, we're, le- we're waiting for a kicker to rejoin here. But Seth, you and I both attended RTTs this past yep. weekend, right? So, yep. how'd it go for you?
0: Well, I think first off, what'd you take?
2: Oh, I mean, I took Chaos Demons. What did yeah. What did you take?
0: I took Orcs. I took Orcs. Okay. I okay. I am not a fair weather Orc fan. <laughs> uh, I, you know, like like some top ranked Orc players who've been playing Eldar <laughs> recently, maybe are not throwing shape. Uh, kicker can you hear us yeah i can hear you guys can you hear me and we can hear you kicker
1: hey yep so i think they're working my power lines or something because my whole my whole house just like turns on and off and it's kind of creepy actually because my house is 130 <laughs> that years like old New Orleans. yeah um, really fast tldr actually i really want to focus on you guys because you both got played rtt's i'll tell you it was my first game i took it easy i didn't take a complicated list so i just want to like just get the basics and i what, really had a good you, time did, what'd you take oh uh, let's not talk about it do we have to talk about that I took a storm. You're gonna,
0: Lord. you're gonna say you didn't take a complicated list and then not tell people what you took. All right, all
1: right. I, I play guard as we all know and love. I I I took a stormlord, which is the big transport Baneblade blade variant yeah. with can carry 40 infantry guys in there. And it was kitted actually with a bunch of mortars and rattling. So it was, it was actually a really optimized load because every single model inside could shoot and and anything. But oh, um god. Yeah. yeah, so it was one giant model with basically Eight hundred points, you know, combined right there, and that that was it. It was, and then I mean, some other stuff, sentinels and whatnot. But I had a lot of fun, just like with the card. The card aspect kept it so exciting. Like, oh, what is my secondary for this round? Like, it was Mm -hmm. that was fun. Um, so I, I, you know, I think cover. There's a lot of cover. Everything's got cover. Everything's in cover all the time, which is kind of annoying. But it also makes things that ignore cover or remove cover that much more exciting to use. Uh, But that was my like very basic, you know, first game. Is a lot of fun. Uh, but cover is really, really strong, uh, or really you—you you have to prepare for cover. You have to assume everything's in cover. Uh, where were you guys? Who—who's going for th- their first round? We—we
0: we were talking about what we took. And okay,
1: we- cool. So I took a stormlord, not that exciting. Seth, what do are you, I'm, I'm orcs? Of course, right?
0: Yep, yep. And I I talked about it a bit on on my channel, um, but I kind of took a, a wide orc list. I didn't take anything super super big. Um, I think the biggest thing was like Mazrog, which we talked about in the in the intro, um, and a beast boss on Sukasaur, and then just a bunch of stuff. So just trying to be as as mobile and MSU as I can be to, like you were talking about, try to play the tactical objectives, um, but have kind of tools, uh, but Nikki D, Chad's saying you didn't go wide. Oh, uh,
2: I mean, I went wide in a way. Would you consider two great unclean ones wide?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess technically.
2: <laughs> yeah, I ran. So I like running my big chonky monsters. So I ran Bellacore, mm-hmm. a great unclean one with an enhancement. So he had a four up feel no pain uh, when he's in the shadow of the warp, which he's pretty much being bab- babysat by Bellacore, So he pretty much always had it. Rodigus, who's the named Great Unclean One, a Lord of Change with an enhancement, and then a Caros the, uh, Fateweaver, the named uh, Lord of Change. So five big monsters, and then a lot of small units, really just for going and holding objectives or doing actions. So lots of big, lots of small, and and basically nothing in between. It was my. Actually, round one at the event was my first game of 10th edition. Oh, no way. Wow. Yeah. So it was, uh, I'll give a little bit of spoiler. So when I'm playing round three on top table for the event, it was a little bit of like, (laughs) a how the the heck did I get here? Uh, I I liked the list. There's some things that I definitely learned playing three games in one day. But um, overall, I got to say 10th edition was a pretty good, cool experience.
1: Did you take tactical or fixed uh, in terms of your secondaries?
2: Oh, tactical. That yeah, I, I, right. I, I took tactical. Um, there's there's definitely some times where, you know, I do compared to Maelstrom missions in some of the past editions, some of the ways that you can cycle the cards, it gives you more agency in in how you do them. And you have to build a list. I think, you know, Seth, you talked about how you brought a wide list with a lot of lot of tools. I yeah. think it really incentivizes you to play that kind of list. But Seth, I think we talked about this last week. You're you're a, a tactical tactical guy as well
0: yeah yeah so that's what i've been having the most fun with um i actually i'm going to steal a a a phrase that really connected with me from another show uh colin sherman over on the best in faction was making a a comment on their last episode that really resonated with me which is fixed secondaries are probably better for a player that can see the board state two or three turns in advance (laughs) Tactical is better for players that can't see that but can react and play each turn to kind of maximize their points. Yeah. Um, so I, I usually am not the kind of guy that can see the board state that far in advance. So I like tactical. I was kind of banging my head against the wall trying to do fixed. Um, and then kind of when I switched back to tactical after listening to Vanguard Tactics, uh, they they kind of pushed me in that direction and uh it really helped oh we got us a super chat oh wow john John mccardle coming in with the the 99.99 super chat
1: toilet dice for the win uh
0: (laughs) Do. Did you hear about the tour that dice
1: controversy? I, I did, I did, and actually okay. a lot of people were asking how we would handle that at a frontline gaming event. Seth, for those not in the know, we have to address this thanks to our wonderful, uh, generous, uh, you know, f- friend here. Seth, yeah, why John. don't you tell us what happened? You know, in a very brief, you know. So I,
0: if, I've 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 heard it from multiple sources, so I think I have most of the story straight. Essentially, there was, uh, I guess, two weeks ago now, yeah. a, a, an event in England where a, yeah. a Eldar player had some dice that looked different. different. Different than the rest of his dice, he had two dice that looked different, Um, and those dice were always dice that he was using for important rolls. And his round—I can't remember what round—maybe round four. Opponent felt that maybe those dice weren't rolling fairly, Um, and so that round opponent actually went out and bought salt so they could float the dice in water uh, (laughs) to see if they were loaded. They were confirmed to be loaded. The player was red carded and removed from the event. But before going, for some reason, the player tried to dispose of the dice by flushing them down a toilet. Yep. And I don't know if you're aware of this, Kicker, but if a thing is heavy enough in a toilet, it won't flush. Yeah, that's a thing. So it failed to flush. So the dice were found in the toilet.
1: And and I, rumor has it that the dice were then removed from the, the, the TO and have been immortalized by being... Put hung on the wall i guess in some sort of shadow box above the toilet for all I, to witness
0: i, I uh <laughs> that, I, I don't know if this is surprised. true or not have you heard this yeah. i haven't <laughs> i i wouldn't be surprised but uh joel's <laughs> and chat say to use them for the first turn roll um that would make sense rolling a six for first turn is pretty dang strong pretty dang um good. so yeah so um there there's rules outlined in the the flg code of conduct that if if these types of infractions are caught they're going to be punished so um
1: Anyway, we we don't we don't like to like ever discuss the the, the bad stuff because it because like, you know we this is a fun hobby want to enjoy it but this was just so blatantly like, can we just call it what it is like stupid of the guy like yeah, why like, you, like what the hell are you thinking going it doesn't make any, yeah like
0: you're you're already playing an Eldar list that's super strong yeah, exactly it. why do you need that benefit and then like like it's just it's it's I don't know I just don't understand it it's it's kind of like it boggles the mind and then the the from my understanding the fact that he was caught ejected and then just tried to dispose of the dice in the toilet i just don't understand why like like why were you just like you know what the best thing for me to do right now is just to flush these yeah yeah so don't know anyway um fun stories moving on uh nikki d let's talk about our rounds how'd your round one go
2: round one uh again first game of 40k 10th edition i paired into a uh almost all gravis death watch army and the list title true. the list title yeah. in bcp was this is basically what i have uh <laughs> that was how he played it um i gotta say my opponent was was really really great he was probably about half my age mm-hmm. so probably not out of high school but really good player um Overall, I think as we went through the game, uh, he killed Bellacor, I think, in his turn one. But then I was, a, I was rushing the objectives, took out a couple of tanks. As we got towards the end of the game, I had noticed something with, with this game because I was keeping track of my score as I, you know, and, and not just, okay, I got this many points, but what is my total score? So I know exactly how many points I'm at, how many I'm tracking towards. My opponent was, was not doing that. And he kept saying, oh, you're going to win this. You're going to win this. And I kept pointing out to him, I, it's closer than you think. It's actually closer than you think. And, and you just need to do a couple of these sort of things. Fast forward, it gets to turn five. He draws mm-hmm. his secondaries, does his things. And uh, I, I end up winning, I think, by four points, 90 to 86. Oh,
1: wow, really close. Um,
2: and it was that part where the opponent kind of looked at it and said, hey, yeah, if I had just held one more objective in one of the earlier turns, this is a, a, a tie game. And it was, so my point to everybody, especially as we're all learning a new addition, keep Track of your score. Um, I personally use the tabletop battles app does a really nice job of keeping score kind of throughout. So you're able to track, you know, exactly where you are. And I will check at the start uh, of each player's turn, confirming with my opponent, Hey, this is what I'm at. This is what we're looking at. Are things good for you? So that part there is really my recommendation, but uh, great opponent death watch is really nasty too. So watch out for them. Mm-hmm. Um, Seth, how about for you? How was round one?
0: Uh, So I had a a rematch against a a player I played before named Joseph Alcorn. Uh, He's on the Army Esports team. He was bringing Imperial Knights. So I drew like one of the (laughs) boogeyman right out of the gate. Um, But I feel like my work list is actually fairly good into Imperial Knights. Uh, We had a really tight game. I lost by seven points um that's that was very much in hindsight a winnable game if i had focused on killing his little knights first uh instead of trying to to long bomb mazrog into uh a warden um so it was it was a lot of fun mazrog uh basically sauntered across the board and taking like two or three turns of firepower before he went down uh Snickrot killed two baby knights on his own uh you know we were we were having a good time so it was a good game it was real close right up until the end um then at that point, but when we got to the end and he still had like two or three baby nights and I, and they have a decent amount of OC, yeah. uh, it was really hard for me to score objectives in those last turn or two. So, um, should have focused on getting rid of those sooner, but that was, that was a loss, but you learn from them and,
1: and then we move on. So round two, Seth, we do need to know though, before we go to round two and, and this, I'm just seeing this in chat was towering as impactful. Oh yeah. Towering, Luffy? towering yeah. was a problem
0: because he yeah. basically had a crusader that sat on his back objective, uh, and could shoot across the field and shoot my, my home objective. Um, so like it definitely made it hard for me to hold objectives. Um, but my, I have so much crap in my list. I'm just like, if you want to dedicate, I'm putting two units on every objective. If you want to dedicate, you know, firepower, you're going to have to put one gun into one unit and one gun into another unit just to clear that one objective from that crusader. Yeah. Ouch, um, ouch, ouch, ouch. It, it it works, but it's not it doesn't feel good when you're just like you can't kill us all. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, all right, round two, Nikki D. Who did you go up
2: against? Uh I played orcs. I played oh. against orcs and uh it was a list that had a lot of trucks. I think he had six trucks, because right, that's the most that you can have, and mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. had them filled up with boys and just a lot, a lot of of uh of of units. Mm-hmm. Um He went first and pushed up, you know, onto the kind of the objectives. Um, but he's orcs. He's going to do that. He was setting himself up to be able to do a turn to why, and that I was going to have to react and he wanted to, you know, push me off the primary, but I drew my tactical objectives for turn one and I drew overwhelming force and no prisoners. Ah. So (laughs) at that point, I have a very clear incentive to go and to kill his things. Especially his things that are in the center of the board. So I killed three trucks, took out a couple of 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 units of, of boys, um, whittled down some other units that was there. So at that point, he still has plenty of things, but I'm now blocking him out on the primary because I had the incentive to to push, and I've already mm-hmm. got a huge lead on on secondary. So you know, we we played through the game for it, but this to me was one of those examples where. You know, needing to have a balanced list, you need to be able to play with the, with the secondaries. And sometimes, if you just get those right secondaries on on turn one, that are, then it it can just be it can really flip the game. You know, on it on its head. But my opponent was great, was wonderful. Orcs are are always a fun time to play against, and this this game was no exception. So my opponent Paul was an absolute gentleman. Seth, you would love him. I mean, he's playing orcs, so obviously yeah. you yeah. love <laughs> him. Man of culture, there. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, Polish but. uh play probably probably a golf culture but uh yeah seth what was what about your round two
0: uh round two i had custodes uh i played a player that i hadn't met before named aaron hawthorne uh this was a a bit more of a a learning game as we were he was still kind of learning his custodes and and learning the the core rules so we ended up we had a, a very uh good game um at one point, he marched like a big old block of of uh, custodian guard, like right into the midfield objective. And I threw everything at it and killed all but one and like the Inquisitor in there. Um, <laughs> so we were we were trading haymakers there. Um, the big thing is custodians, once they're down and they've used their you know they come out of reserve or their once per game advance charge, they sort of lose some mobility. Mm-hmm. So I was able to leverage that. Um, I think that we didn't we only got through four turns because we were I was kind of going through a lot of rules with him so he can learn things so we ended at i think it was like sixty one fifty five or something like that It was a close game um it was gonna break a bit more in my favor um if the game continued uh because I was burning a few objectives um but I didn't have time to complete the action because it completes in your next command phase so um solid win for the orcs but yeah uh it was definitely an interesting one because them golden boys is tough to kill
1: yeah believe it that's for sure. i played actually custodies in my game and i was yeah. like wow custodies are still just just i my you know they're, they're still a challenge. there's there's still a challenge uh there's that mm-hmm. fun strat which allows you to bring a guy back alive from the death it's not or- fun
0: i don't know what you're talking about that's <laughs> annoying
1: <laughs> fun for the custodians player yeah I'm like wait no it's that hard to kill and you just bring him right right back alive yep. uh w- w- nikki d round two for you what was up
2: or, yeah, round, round, three. Three. And, oh, round three. And speaking oh, geez, yeah. speaking of bringing guys back, uh, so round three, I'm playing on top table and I'm playing against Necrons. Oh, so geez, yeah. bring in lots of guys back. I was playing a guy named uh, Josh Campbell. He's a local, he's kind of a local shark um, in, in this area. Definitely a good player. I had not had the chance to play him before. Um, we, we were playing the Servo Skulls mission. If you're not familiar with this, this is one where you don't score points based on holding an objective. It's if you control mm-hmm. an objective, you get to move it six inches and you score based on how close it is to your uh, opponent's deployment zone. So mm-hmm. I'm running my list with big, chonky it's monsters. Football. Yeah, it's it's football. I'm running my list with big, chonky monsters. Not a whole lot of OC. He's running Necrons with a lot of guys that have OC and have a, a lot of board pressure. Uh, he rolled to go first and uh, that was... That was kind of it, you know. Based on that, based on that mission, Um, I I did not. It was also very much a learning game for me and how to play against Necrons. Um, Mm -hmm. Really needing to, you know, target their characters or the units with characters or some of the support pieces. So I got to say, my favorite part of this game wasn't actually the game itself, but it was the twenty minutes after the game. Josh and I sitting down and we're talking through, okay, you know, this is what you can do during this turn, or these are some of the ways to play against this army was to me, one of those really good examples of it is a, we are playing as opponents, but it is a, a game of two human beings. You know sitting down and wanting to have a fun game and uh i, I thought to me that really showed josh the type of person that he was um wanting to kind of teach and, and share um we'll mm-hmm. see if i get a rematch against him at any, at any point in the future but um i think that's the one thing that i would say as you get your games to 10th edition in uh be like josh you know talk with your opponent go over with them how to play the games you know and and uh and what they can do and with, you know reanimate tux like tux a cards.
0: son of a bitch <laughs> i
2: i won't endorse that part of it but uh oh, okay. everything else that i said yes uh but yeah it was, it was it was a great game um so i ended up finishing third overall not third fourth i finished fourth overall for the event obviously lost on top table and then my opponent from round one got in, snuck into third place that was there. So it was a great Uh, event overall. Really appreciated it. But uh, Seth, how did round three go for you?
0: I also got Necrons in round three. (laughs) Um, I had a decidedly different experience, though. Um, I was again playing with (laughs) with another newer player. Uh, This one was Andrew Welton. Um, Andrew was a great guy. We had a lot of fun. Um, He did not respect uh orc combat so he got too close i went first and just kind of moved up and then he moved up and he killed a few trucks uh and killed some of the boys that got out but he was way too close uh because i went in hard and uh, i think in my turn i killed six scorp tech destroyers with the destroyer lord six locust destroyers with the destroyer lord and about 35 warriors and a Technomancer.
1: Ouch, ouch, ouch.
0: Uh, Snickrot being the the teleporting Chad who just ran and just like <laughs> shing shing <laughs> stabbed the Technomancer in the neck. It was like, where's your feeling of pain now? Yeah. Um, and so, uh, uh, who's, your, dim, was,
1: who's your murder? Like, what's your big killing thing that you have in your orc list?
0: I don't really have a big killing thing. I mean, like, the characters can all pop off, but they can also yeah. not pop off. It's yeah. a bit dicey because they all have devastating wounds, so I have to roll sixes yeah um so it can be a little dicey get it punch
1: um
0: but yeah i mean it was fun um i think i basically tabled him by turn three um so it was like 99 12 but uh learned a lot in terms of like a he learned he learned about orcs in terms of like how much space you have to give us um and it was fun because i got to see some of the necron stuff in action um yeah, it was a good time. I uh, I really like low curse destroyers, and I want to get those. <laughs> they're good. Um, and I am very happy that I rolled like a bunch of sixes for my beast bosses, uh, when they made combat with that unit and
1: did a bunch of mortal wounds, so that oh, I didn't have to have them multi damage with the yeah. So now you're doing multiple uh-huh. mortal wounds. Well, yeah.
0: the the low cursed they fire like three shots at strength five neg two two damage, and they're lethal hits. <sighs> and when you put a lord in them with them, they're lethal hits on fives. Uh, and they re-roll yeah. ones or something like that when they're shooting like the closest target so they're like they have a lot of shooting They're yeah. they're they're fairly durable and that shooting like you know and someone's like oh here's my big night." i'm like i don't give a crap i rolled fives a hit um <laughs> so there's there's definitely some power there so i i like them that was cool so now i kind of put those on my list of of models that i am slowly acquiring for the, the shelby crons
1: well, guys, after this, you know, this weekend of play, right? You each played, you know, your RTT. Let's get some takeaways. Who, who wants to start off with like just overall takeaways from the weekend? Or Who wants to take it? Seth, Nick, either one of you guys?
2: Nick. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll start. I think the big thing is um, just get some just get some games in. Um, I, I certainly learned. There's we we are on index hammer, so there are still some interactions and still some parts where I think there are some rules questions that that exist. Uh, those mm-hmm. are going to be, I think, few and far between. Um, really, in my game, you know, the Cryptothralls for the Necrons, I don't know if they exactly are played the way that Games Workshop intended. I don't know if, if they're <laughs> infinitely resurrecting guys, if that's the intended part. But as someone pointed out, uh, you know, Gene Steeler Cult are an infinitely, basically yeah. infinitely resurrecting yeah. army. So it could be something where it is designed as that. Um, but the, the point is, though. Um I had a great time going out and playing games and, and um uh, as I learn my own rules for, for my army and as I play um and get more games in, I'm gonna really become more familiar, know what they're good at, know what they're you know, not so good at. Uh, yeah. probably not gonna use Rodigus anymore. He was fun for the first time around, but probably not worth me running, you know, another time. So I still have a big sandbox to play in. Um and um uh, yeah, I think that's it for me. But uh, Seth, what about for you? Yeah, I, um
0: I've, I've learned a lot between my practice games, the RTT. I actually did, if you want like a, a deeper breakdown, I did a video on my Set the Mad Dog channel going through kind of my top five tips. But, but the main thing is like there can be very strong armies out there like knights. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you focus on mission play and build a list that tries to work on playing the mission not killing the opponent you can still do very well um so i i've been enjoying that uh, it's definitely been a different experience for me and i have to thank my friend brian see who helped write the list um, because he basically took all my big gilly toys away from me and said you will do the mission <laughs> and then that's when i started clicking and finding success um but it's it's a very different feeling for me with orcs because i'm used to being like i have to like break your back on the log (laughs) turn and crush you otherwise i'm not going to win and now it's like i mean yeah i got to connect on a few combats here and there but i really just need to kind of stay in the game and stay and keep being able to keep myself in position that whatever card i draw i can do and think about how i'm gonna use my assets throughout the game and, and try to score those points and not so much about killing it's about being cunning less brutal
1: there we go. Oh, look at that. Look at that. So like a true orc. I love yeah. it, Seth. All right, well, Take us into the FLG and, you know... Yeah, so what's stuff. been
0: going on over in the, in the network? Uh, our friends over at Black <laughs> Rabbit Gaming have started streaming again, uh, and they have a uh, game up of Gene Stiller Cult versus T-Suns, two of the top armies out there, um, and they're very good players. That's always a great way to learn. Our friends over at Party at the All Points, they did a Seraphon review, which I know you've been building, Kicker, and they've yes. also uh, been reviewing the updated Battle Scrolls and Points changes. Um, And then our friends at Yavin Base, they were streaming at ACO. They did the Legion coverage. That's all been re-uploaded so you can go check out those games and see what's going on with the Legion games. But that is it for the uh, Network News Kicker. Why don't you take us into the
1: community poll? Yeah, guys, Community Poll is found on the Frontline Gaming Community Facebook group. you want to check it out so you can participate. This week we asked, how do you keep track of wounds? By either counting down like a sane person or counting up like, like some sort of psychopath. Um, yeah, I mean, you basically either count down with your numbers or you count up. What do you think, guys? Do most people count down? Do most people count up? I mean, come on. This seems to me obvious. Everyone,
0: but- Everyone knows the correct answer.
1: Correct answer is you count down, all right? That is the correct answer. Nikki D., did you you see the the results? What are the results? You want to read the results for us?
2: Yeah, so there were a total of 1,392 votes. 88% say countdown is the way to go, while there is 12% uh, that are counting up. So uh, that part there- (laughs) Yeah, we, we've we we've, we've got a doozy there.
1: Now, reading yeah. the community responses on you know on, on the feed uh, the original post, we see that some people say that in Age of Sigmar you count up. So some people learn this disgusting habit from Age of Sigmar. Uh, other people, you know, shame those who count up because it's saying it's it's too hard to keep track of your opponent's wounds. Like, counting down is very obvious. There's so many wounds left, but counting up seems a little unfair. So so tell us what you guys think. Uh, should this become a should this become law? Maybe one day. I don't know. I I think this could be like a legit rule personally, you know? but um, well,
0: I, ha- I have something that I have to take care of, guys. I have to sign off a little bit early tonight, right. but I'm going to leave uh, folks here in chat. I'm going to leave you in the capable hands of Nikki D and Kicker, and I will see you guys next week. But uh, until then, uh, why don't you guys hit the community spotlight?
1: All right. Yeah. Nikki D, take it away, Seth. We'll see you next week
2: absolutely all right so our community spotlight here kicker last thing i'll say as it goes for the uh the wounds counting up wounds yeah. counting down part here while i bring up our uh, our images i always count down because i know how many wounds are left on mm-hmm. my model I, and and that's the part that people always want to know it's how many how many wounds left exactly. to, to kill it um i did see some folks are pointing out well they count up because that means they use less dice doesn't make sense And it's going to be that you're going to have to use dice anyways, people. So that's not a good argument. Okay. Uh, And and that's also why we have wound counters or other things like that. You know, I'm not personally a fan of using D20s myself, just because it's very easy for them to get bumped, move around, that sort of thing. Uh, But to each their own. I I think that's really the, the key part as long as you're counting yeah, down count
1: down, people you
2: count as long down. as they're counting down i as don't care is- how you do it as long as you're counting down i don't care how you do it <laughs> and there's a
1: lot of people i see them at lvo every year that sell the wound counters those are really pretty inexpensive and they make your life so much easier and they make your opponent's life so much easier it's very clear how many wounds are left you just switch the little dial there uh, yep. all right let's hop in this community uh you know spotlight regarding the photos that we were posting shared yeah yeah we'll go, we'll go we'll go
2: yeah, we'll go through a couple here. And again, reminder, folks, on Wednesdays, it's usually Adam Peterson or Seth is, is asking to uh, share your hobby progress. So make sure to post up on there and maybe you'll be focused, uh, featured. Uh, I will note that I am seeing some repeat offenders of folks that are, well, I, that makes it has that makes it sound like it has a bad connotation kicker. I don't mean it as a bad thing. It means there's some, there some folks that are, are plowing through that hobby progress. But we're starting off with Sandeep's Shark. I don't know if this is a 3D printed model or or from some other uh, set, but one, the model itself, the sculpt looks amazing. The paint job on this uh, is also looking really, really fantastic here. Um, I definitely like that mix of blue, greens, and purple. For, for the shark so well done uh sandeep on the the progress that you got there for your shark we've got Adam and he's got some Emperor Spears I believe the emperor Spears are one of those um you know custom or secondary founding
1: wasn't there a book the emperor Spears? I think there's a, I th- I'm pretty sure there's a black library book about the Emperor Spears we can look this up later yeah yeah, you can yeah. Me if
2: you want yeah I know in ninth edition they had their own rule set for space Marine so I know they're definitely one that exists um, so they're they're looking really great there with that blue and silver almost kind of reminds me somewhat of the carolina panthers um if you're a football fan i lived in north carolina for nine years folks so i know that color scheme uh and then we've got uh jc my buddy jc uh up in maryland he's got some of the um they're the new apothecaries chat i don't remember what they're called but they're the new apothecaries from (laughs) leviathan uh jc's got Armor, one
1: right aren't they in Gravis they are
2: the, they are the okay. Gravis. uh yeah yeah and these are the ones these are the apothecaries they don't do healing they they learn how to better kill the opponent so a certain <laughs> kind of apothecary at that uh he's got one painted in the salamander with the salamander pauldron and skin tone and then another one as an ultramarine jc does play both salamanders and ultramarines so i love seeing that he's adding to his forces in this regard uh we've got mike adding some star wars shatterpoint Yes. Uh, Kicker, you and I have talked about this offline a number of times. I am this close, folks, to starting Shatterpoint. And models like this are not helping me. (laughs) Not helping me. We never talked about Shatterpoint
1: is the equivalent of Age of Sigmar in terms of the quality of the model sculpts. I mean, okay, they're not as good as Age of Sigmar, but they're definitely a huge uh, step in the right direction compared to the traditional Star Wars Legion uh, miniatures. You know, they're just that much more dynamic and interesting to look at. So yeah.
2: The models look great. And then it's also the part where I want to, I'm very interested in playing a game like Shatterpoint or perhaps Marvel Crisis Protocol where it's skirmish just a handful yeah. of models, something where it can take me just a couple of painting sessions to get things done. Well, to, in order to paint like what Mike has done here, it's probably going to take me a lot more than that. I don't have that <laughs> level of technical skill, so Mike, kudos to you. Looking absolutely fantastic. Um, and then last one that we've got, uh, David We've got his Screamer Killer from the Leviathan set. So this one I'm also yeah. really, really loving as, as someone who is from uh, the Northeast and is used to eating lobster and crab and that sort of thing. <laughs> this looks incredibly natural, Kicker, in terms yeah. of how the painting scheme for the legs out of the carapace yeah, yeah, come.
1: Yeah, yeah no, it, does, it does. It's making
2: me, it's making me hungry. It's, it's what it is. That's, <laughs> that's what I'm feeling from this. So uh, it's another great week, of hobby showcase. Really love to see it. Uh, which, Kicker, is there going to be a hobby showcase at Lone Star Open?
1: Oh, 100%. So something that we've rolled out, we rolled it out at Atlantic City and we're going to be rolling it at Lone Star Open. It'll be part of every single frontline gaming event. You know, the top cut gets to show off their their beautiful models. Uh, we want everyone to see those models because they're epic. We want photos to be taken. We also want our judges to be able to compare all the top armies right next to each other to really give them a, a fair opportunity to really get nitpicky and, and look into that. So yes, Lone Star Open... Saturday night. So after the third round, we're going to take the best uh, contenders, line them all up, and uh, and and let the judges really compare them. So so yeah, don't want to miss that. Um, no. Guys, we really enjoy, uh, appreciate you listening to us tonight. A lot of fun. I'm really stoked to keep on playing tenth edition. I had so much fun this past weekend, so I'm stoked to start playing again this weekend as well. Uh, Nikki D, do you have any last words for us?
2: go. <clears throat> Go play 10th edition, folks. Get some games in. It's still new in the edition. There's going to be a couple of rough patches here. We're all learning it. Um, Be patient with your opponent. Be patient with yourself. Learn the game. Uh, Go out, roll some dice, have some fun with it, and then We'll be back here each and every week to talk about it. We'll be back in a couple of weeks after Lone Star Open uh, to go over all the results from, uh, from from that event. So right now, enjoy your Warhammer. If you're not enjoying your Warhammer 40K, enjoy Age of Sigmar. Enjoy Star, <laughs> yeah. Star Wars Shatterpoint like Mike is. Yeah, folks, there's plenty of gaming here for us to all do. So, uh, But with that, we're going to wrap up today's show. And uh, I'm going to take the microphone that would have been from I hope this side, taking the microphone from Seth to close us out. So uh, folks that are in the chat, folks that are listening to the podcast, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Signals from the Frontline. We hope you enjoyed it. We hope you have a great week and we will see you next Wednesday.
1: Night, guys.